0: I'm joined by Anita Neva, a provocative artist, which her works absolutely interest me. So I'm very fascinated and excited to be able to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me, Elise. It's so good to be here with you. I was wondering if we can kind of wind back into maybe some earlier days and what life was like for you and kind of what sparked your interest to go down this way.
1: Absolutely. At the moment, I'm an erotic pop artist, and how I got into that was a crazy adventure, and Mm -hmm. it it started when I was very young, and I've always been an artist. Ever since I can remember, I had that creative spark in me. I was always making things, drawing, colouring in, and everything was about colour and about art, but Mm. I grew up in a religious cult, which didn't really allow me to foster my artistic talents or my creativity because in the cult it was all about uh, it was they were predicting the end of the world and we yeah and we had we were brought up in a lot of fear Mm -hmm. and a lot of shame and very under control. And so we weren't allowed to to develop as our own human beings and explore the world and find out who we were because we were there basically scared out of our wits to go and preach to everybody and try and save them before Armageddon came and and killed everybody. So growing up was um, one where I never really knew who I was and I was always in fear and mm-hmm. it was in my mid-20s after, so 25 years of this, that, uh, and I was married into it. I had a couple of young kids. I was injuring uh, uh, domestic violence with my husband. And a few light bulbs went on. I, I think the light bulbs actually went on realistically when I was in my teens because I started to, my creative brain started to kick back in and I started to question things and want to explore my creativity and my sexuality as well, which is why I'm now an erotic artist. But in my mid-20s, basically, I a few things happened. I ran away from the cult and I started to explore everything that I was repressed around. So mm. that's how I became the artist because everything that I was scared of growing up or repressed with my sexuality, my creativity, it all came out onto a canvas and that became my therapy and that's how my erotic art started. So that's pretty much the start of my art journey. And then there's been 20 years of that art journey, you know, post-cult. So- mm.
0: <laughs> what a story. Whoa. And I'm just so intrigued by what that experience was like. Did you feel like you would ever be able to leave and get out? Like when you are in the cult, could you see this is something I can get through or this is what life is and you just happen to be able to find a way at some stage to get away from it? What was your perspective?
1: Look, I was – I never thought I would get out of that cult. I thought that was for life. And growing up in it, there was a point up to my teens that I actually – lived and breathed it so that's what i thought life was because i Mm -hmm. didn't know anything on the outside that's what i was brought up to know and we were separated from people in like we lived in the outside world so we weren't in a commune or anything like that so i would go to school with the normal kids but i was never ever allowed to associate with anybody outside because we were told that they were evil and they were bad association that they were going to die so you know, we had to stick with the people within the religion. So there was a point there where I thought, honestly thought, and I was very indoctrinated that we, it's almost like, oh, you're better than them. You know, we don't want to associate mm. with them. We're better with, than them. But it was in my teens. And I think it was coming into, you know, all your hormones are going crazy. I wanted to have a boyfriend and I wasn't allowed. And I started to to feel things that I hadn't felt before as a kid. And that's when I started to question. So I think that's when I started to realise, hey, I want to get out. I want to see what's on the outside world. But I didn't think I was able to get out. I thought I was trapped. And then when I was older, once I'd been married, because I got married as a teenager, um, I had babies early. I think once the domestic violence started, it was... It was a horrible experience, but it was a great experience because it was a catalyst for me to go, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want this life for my kids. And I was in so much pain that going out into the outside world that I was told was evil was a better option for me in my mind
0: than staying where I was. So it actually empowered me to make the jump. Because mm, it's such a hard thing, and that's what um is really interesting. I think when you take like a creative path or travel, it's like you've got to actively go against the grain. You've actually got to go against what other people are saying, thinking, or doing, or living, and it's really daunting. So I think, yeah, you that force that was so strong is what made it maybe even a bit easier to be like, cool. Well, this is actually too painful. This is worse. I'd rather go against it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're quite right. As an artist, we do you know, we're right of set, we're left of field or right of set, whatever you want to call it, but we have to jump in the deep end and mm-hmm. go against the grain. So I think having left the colt made it easier for me. It was an automatic thing to become an <laughs> <laughs> and so so as an artist now like for the past 20 years the the things that I do and explore and you know I go against the normality and you know people tell me I can't do something you friggin watch me I'm gonna do it <laughs> it's there's that rebellious thing in me that just goes for it because I have no fear anymore I I went from a dark place of fear to this colorful place of Limitless possibilities, so I just go for it now.
0: I love that. I love like the kind of life skills it gives you, and I think with art as well, it can show you a bit of playfulness. Like what i I think it gives me a curiosity even in the world. It's like in the art world, I can flip something, I can change it, I can tear it up. I can like it's so playful that it kind of spreads into your normal world as well. Like that's kind of for me at least gone into more like my, my travel and lifestyle. It's, I guess it a mindset what's there to lose let's try let's be playful let's let's go all out let's express in whatever way it wants to come out
1: yeah it gives you that freedom doesn't it because Mm. you it's you can be that and this is what I realized as well is when I was a kid and my imagination was always running wild but it became stifled as I got older because I wasn't allowed to explore that But now, as artists now, and you would know this, you have the freedom and your imagination. Like, you can tap into it and it's just the world is your oyster.
0: So I just love that. I think that's so powerful. Mm, Absolutely. What if you had to kind of unlearn? Like, what beliefs and mindset did the cult make you then have to unlearn when you're kind of going out of it? For me,
1: and there was a lot around who we are so acceptance of who we are and loving who you are and loving other people uh, so for me around the sexuality space because and this is why my artwork is so profound with sexuality and the erotic arts and within the lgbtq community because it's acceptance of who we are loving who we are loving others and how colourful and we are as people, like, everybody's so different. So I had to unlearn judgement and fear around self-expression.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And do you feel like you have a different perspective of life than other people because of the way you are brought up?
1: Yeah, I do. I see the beauty in everybody and I just, I love that so it's it's such a contrast like I look at where I was to where Mm -hmm. I am now and the contrast is phenomenal so I think there's a lot more love and acceptance on the other side and that that, and realizing that we are one we are one with the universe we are one with everything in it people plants animals Um, and there's a real peace and beauty that comes with that and I think as an artist Being able to express that too in the way that we, whether it's music or painting or performance, the way that we express that is so powerful.
0: And I think that's really what it comes to is the fact that, yeah, you start to realise we are all one or we've got this kind of higher kind of consciousness or or whatever it is, that kind of higher state. I think when you start to realise that or tap into that, all the smaller things become a lot less of an issue, problem, seamless of a, of a problem. Like it's this really beautiful thing to be able to tap into. And there's so many different ways you can do it. It can be through art, through music, through any form, even just through spirituality and, and learning. But I think it's a really beautiful thing when you start to kind of delve in and feel that, like it, it spreads across every domain of life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I would not, I think it was an, a natural progression to become an artist, but I could not imagine not being an artist. <laughs> Mm. it's the it's the best life ever and it, it really does help like with spirituality as well there's being able to express I think you tap into some higher dimension
0: yeah uh,
1: I you can't even explain it what it is sometimes but it's just there it's yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah I totally
0: feel you <laughs> on that it's like I can't explain what it is but it's <laughs> some kind of connection that I've never felt I don't know, yeah don't literally don't know how to explain and I think that's yeah. always why I've had like the podcast because it's like uh, one one part is that it's been scary going against the grain. Like I'm having to trust in something that I don't necessarily know quite yet and like having a community of other people that have been doing that too I think is really grounding and I hope for others that are in the same position as me can kind of like hear this too. And another part is, yeah, just trying to tackle this feeling that I know there's something to it. I just don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a trusting or a knowing, like it's a gut mm. feeling. and the uh, one thing that I've realized on this journey and I've done a lot of self-development work too, like I've had life coaches and metaphysical coaches and, and when you actually start, we are such powerful human beings when you actually can tap into that and your energy and the vibration of the universe and your, your, what's in your heart and your your gut intuition, it just kind of leads you down this path that becomes so much easier (laughs) it's almost like um like for me now I listen to the little nudges and Mm. you know before I used to just justify things or make excuses or whereas now I listen to the nudge or listen to the gut feeling and it takes me in a direction I might meet somebody or, or create a piece of art or and it just flows beautifully so yeah it's it's this knowing it's just it's gorgeous creation is gorgeous
0: yeah, absolutely. And it's really nice because you can trust it. I think it can be really hard when there's a lot of noise outside, like someone saying you should study, you should go to this school, you should do this, or what about this job? And like, there's so much noise from different people and perspectives. And I think what's at least helped me in my case for the last couple of years is having this knowing. Always at the end of the day, if I'm in silence, I can just feel, okay, no, this is actually what I want to be doing. And it's been able to stay with me the whole the whole time like i know i can return and trust it and that's what's right for me and i think that's what you're kind of describing there and it's a really comforting feeling
1: it is it is and, it, and you know what it gets rid of all those limiting beliefs as well as artists i mean you hear it in the world all the time and in all the noise exactly what you're talking about you know artists don't make money the the poor starving artist paradigm whereas when you tap into that other side those limiting beliefs disappear and you actually mm. realise you can be, do and have anything. Like you can create anything that you want and not just a canvas or not just a, you know an artwork. You actually can create your life. So, mm. yeah, those limiting beliefs just fall by the wayside, which is just it's so wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: my favourite part.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's powerful and I think art has been able to give a space of like, yeah, playfulness and trying to, dive into the unknown work and if I can play around on paper I can then play around with it in my life and it seems like you've been able to tap into the the same kind of feeling and and knowing it's very powerful
1: yeah indeed indeed like coming back to what I paint and how I see it is that I see an essence in people so a lot of my work is is portrait work but with mm-hmm. that erotic pop art so I kind of say it's like any <laughs> with a kinky twist right <laughs> So I paint a lot of people within the LGBTQ community. You know, a lot of the artworks are very sensual or they could be really kinky. But when I paint a person, I see an essence in them. And I think that's really, really powerful because a lot of people don't even see that essence in themselves where I can Mm. see underneath. So when I, for instance, do my commissions uh, of people and then they see themselves up on the wall, They see themselves in a whole other way because I've been able to capture something that they can't. Mm. And so I think doing what we do helps other people, like it puts so much love and beauty into the world, but it's a win-win for everybody because it shares that around and helps people see that as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a perspective changer yeah
1: yeah totally so I love that we can capture certain things for people and look you don't even have to be painting just people but art in general it it has a power that speaks to others which is really lovely and it, it makes people happy and that's what I think for me was a big thing leaving such a world of repressed unhappy people to actually coming out into a world that I can create which actually benefits others or helps others, helps them heal, brings them joy. It's, it's so heartwarming. I don't do, and this is funny with my path, is I haven't, as an artist, never followed the usual, you know, I mean, I've been in galleries, but... I've just by intuition gravitated towards a path that's more underground and Mm. it connects with others in in, in a different way to the the gallery usual art scene. So, and I love that. I love the rogue artist path. So it's taken me to places where, and especially within the sexuality space, like I'll do kink festivals, sexuality festivals. Um, At the moment, I'm just, in the next 20 days, I'm an ambassador for this erotic um a Relic film festival so you know I do Mardi Gras gay and lesbian Mardi Gras so like the characters the people that I meet mm. is just so profound and the lives like we get to talk about each other's lives and interact and connect and and the art that I create within those spaces I just love it I love it it just it really is a powerful force so yeah the story is like I have to tell you one story of this king. that's I went to <laughs> <laughs> so and you got to remember too like a lot of these things even though I've been doing it for 20 years I'm still learning and exploring myself because I was in this cult for so long I'm catching up on lost time right mm. so so when I got guided to this kink festival and um and I'd never done one before. I hadn't explored the kinks, and we're talking like some years back now. So I actually went. I took my art. I saw things that I'd never seen before. That totally opened up my eyes, and like shibari, and um, people that are into their bondage, and 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 pain, pleasure, and and. I, I think it really just opened up my eyes and, and consensual as well, mind you, because I'm all about the, you know, it's consensual and beautiful. Um, it's a sex-positive space. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I just felt my heart open up and, again, the infinite possibilities that and realities that are out there. And I became a voyeur in this space and I thought, look, I just want to explore and see more. Anyway, I went to one of the after parties and, oh, my goodness, the things that I saw in this... We're just... (laughs) And I took some friends that were really, like, I mean, they were even more ignorant than me. (laughs) And, yeah, and I thought, oh, my God, they're going to freak out when I take them to this. And... Like, there were people running around dressed as, like, in full leathers, as horses, and men, in, men in nappies. There were people tied to, like, um, you know, I those just carts. imagine
0: the sight. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It was this room just of everything and anything going on. People in dancing in cages, other people, like, getting the, the needling that they do. There was a woman getting, like, electrocuted with a cow prod and loving it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> it was just so visually stimulating (laughs) but i know but everybody it was all consensual everybody was loving it and what i saw was these people who and these were like doctors lawyers high profile people and they can get away from their reality Mm. and tap into this world which allows them to express themselves in the way that they want to and look it's not for everybody you know there's so many things on this planet that is not for everybody but if it's for you And you enjoy it and you can express and be who you are. No judgment. That's freaking unreal. So anyway, I left this thing and I kept, I always think of the woman with the the cow prod just going, oh my God, you could never pay, you couldn't pay me enough money for someone to do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fascinating. And my friends thought it was fascinating. So they came away from the experience as well, just totally enlightened, which was fabulous. So anyway, I, I go to awesome things like that all the time.
0: <laughs> which Love is So that. much
1: fun. It's a different creative world, I tell you. So, but it definitely complements my art because it inspires me to paint things that other people wouldn't necessarily know about or see either, and opens up their world. So well, it is
0: a whole a whole world that people don't like. I know. I don't think I know much at all about it. it's not something that I've ever delved into yeah. I think I definitely get quite a shock but I think just shows, yeah. like I think with art as well what you can do you can kind of blur reality and fantasy and and play around I think that's just more of a, a physical space or a, and, and just another space to be able to do that
1: yeah absolutely and you know like a couple of weekends ago I just did drag expo down in Sydney and that was awesome as well there's just a room full of people just so colourful, like the the fashion and the expression and the performances and everybody just living their best life and the punters that came in were loving it. So you've got this room of thousands of creative people living their best life, like what's not to be inspired about? It's mm. so good and, you know, like my art is so colourful in that way and that they're the types of people like capture And it just, it it really ups the ante, I think, because you can really feel the essence behind a painting when um, your muse is living their best life as well and you capture that. Yeah,
0: and do you have someone that stands out to you or like a kind of costume, a thing, a, a kink or whatever it may be that's kind of stood out in your time exploring all this? Yeah, look, I think for me in the kink
1: side of things, I'm always fascinated with the the, the leathers and the bondage. I find it the way that people express using those in different ways. Um, so for me, and I haven't been to one yet, but I'd like to go to like a Hellfire Club or those places, like the dungeons where the, they all go to. I'd love to go and explore and be a voyeur there because I think that would give me more material that I would love to paint um Mm. but that's kind of like isn't it fascinating like the drag world I just went to is very colorful and poppy and you know uh whereas that dungeon kink world is all black and leathers and but I love the two like the contrast of them both is I don't know it's just I see different things in different worlds I just I love it all really
0: yeah oh Mm. I love that (laughs) I I just can't even like fathom like what it would be like it just feels like it's a whole nother world to me and that's yeah really cool that you have been not only just exploring it but then pulling it back to art and that being your language and your visual that you then create with yeah yeah and
1: you know look some for some people it's landscapes or they want to paint birds or you know whatever's your thing whatever lights you up there are going to be people that are within that world that lights them up too so it's good as artists that we all have our different areas that others can tap into that appeals to them or speaks to them
0: so. yeah yeah well I think it's such an awesome thing as well to be able to actually follow what interests you I think that's a really big thing that's something that I've always tried to stick to it's like if something kind of interests me I'll I'll follow it and that could be my kind of path but it's interesting with people that nine-to-five work or just things that are a lot more concrete and stable it doesn't allow them to necessarily follow what it is that's calling them at the moment like for me in my art practice I might see something on a trail run and be like cool that's my idea I want to run with it and I can run with it for the next month but if you're already locked into a job at a certain place or a certain time you then can't so it's just I think yeah I've been really lucky to allow my experience of what's going on to then dictate what I create and use moving forward yeah, exactly. And I mean, before you did the the traveling
1: and you had that freedom to experience that, did you have a nine to five or were you locked into a, a space where you couldn't explore?
0: Uh, I was living at home and working at a cafe and studying. Yeah. So it was kind of just the, yeah, it didn't get very far, but I also, I've never placed much emphasis on work. I'm not driven by yeah. money. Like I kind of know, the thing in my life is meaning and, like, I would love to create and do my own thing. So work's never – I'm a hard worker, but it's never drawn me to be like, this is what I want. I want to, you know, earn a lot and save. So I've never been very interested, but I have always, yeah, just worked, like, cafes and and different kind of foster jobs.
1: Yeah. And the reason I ask that is because they're – are a lot of people that, and going on where you were saying, you know, people are in places where they can't explore or have the freedom to do that. And I actually, when I left the cult and then I became an artist, I also went and did a degree and became a dental professional. So, oh, wow. believe it, believe it or not, well, I used to where dr- did that come dr- from? I know, I used, to, <laughs> I used to, I used to, I had a corporate nine to five where I would drill and fill, and, and <laughs> yeah, and so what I did is I juggled that corporate, you know, the professional hat with the rogue artist hat. And what I found is when I was in the dental office uh, with my patients that I didn't have that freedom to express myself. And so then when I'd get out of the office mm. and I would exhibit on the weekends and I'd be travelling around and I'd have all this freedom, I had this tug of war of these worlds because I, the, the dental work obviously created initially the money to live on yeah. And the artwork it didn't at first see because so all my dental money would go into my art, um, but then I just got this this big pull from the universe going get the fuck out of dental like what are you doing here you don't love it anymore you love the mm. art this is your passion this is your driving force this is you like what you're here for this is what you're what you're on earth for. And so I actually quit my, my dental job and walked away from a really successful practice and uh, just went into the art world, like just dived in. So mm. I think I think that would be my advice for anybody that is hearing the call that is in something that is a nine-to-five or a corporate world but they're getting the pull or they're getting the, the inklings to do something else that's their passion or their purpose is to just go for it because on the other side in that creative world is such a beautiful thing. And it really does give you the freedom to be who you are and, and do what you want, which is so great.
0: Oh, absolutely. Just speaking so much, like, depth, it's so amazing. I think that's what this even um podcast is for and about. It's like if you – if it for people that have this little voice, this pulling, this knowing of, like, this this work isn't it, like this career path isn't it – It can be so daunting, like, okay, this means I might need to change location. It might need to change to something that has less money or less stability. It's scary. It is so scary. But to just hear from people like you saying, you know, I had the same feeling, that same calling, and I had to listen to what felt right and went for it. And it's just so inspiring, so amazing to hear yeah for sure and
1: I hope that does inspire people because you know we we are proof that you can do it and I was scared like I won't lie this has not been Mm. an easy path like nothing is handed to you on a silver platter but if you don't ever go for the calling if you don't ever listen then you never end up where you want to be and for me I was scared because I was like shit well my dental job's making all the money if I like leave my dental job I got Mm. no money what am I gonna do but you just got to go for it like it really is if you just go for it it's like you trust in the like the voices and the universe and god or whatever you want to call it like you just things fall into place and you end up where you need to be which is wonderful
0: absolutely absolutely i think it's yeah a big thing to just listen to that knowing listen to that pulling and follow it. and you've been just such an amazing and perfect example of that like it's so unreal to hear your perspective and your journey and where it's kind of taken you now yeah oh it's been Mm. actually fun talking about it thank you so much for coming on
1: oh thanks for having me it's been wonderful i've loved hearing all of your experiences too (laughs) so it's good to see others living their best life yeah absolutely